This is Ella Star with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, February 17th, 2024. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Amwager.com is a great legal online wagering website with great betting tools and perks. Amwager.com is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out. Amwager.com. You can also get the written version of this podcast, the Key Races and Bets blog, free at Amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. We're going to start on this Saturday, February 17th, Key Races and Bets with the Barbara Fritchie Sticks, Race 8 at Laurel. It's a grade 3 stakes with a post time of 4.02 Eastern. The top contenders are Last Leaf, Disco Ebo, and Intrepid Daydream. Last Leaf didn't win her last race like Disco Ebo, nor was her last race a stakes race like a Tepid Daydream. So I'll start with her because she may go to post at the highest odds of the three contenders. Last Leaf ships in from Kentucky off a very strong second place ever by a neck. And although she hasn't won more than a year, she has been competitive, finishing no worse than third in her last eight races in a row, including four stakes tries. She hasn't run seven furlongs in a long time, bent. When running the distance in the summer of 2022, Last Leaf won a pair of stakes races in Florida and Kentucky, and was just modest improvement off that most recent effort. With the highest last race equibase speed figure in the field of 96, Last Leaf can win. Disco Ebo loves to win with 10 wins in 20 races, including the last time she ran this seven furlong distance. Jockey Pennington has been aboard for her last seven races, including five wins. And the 100 Echo Bay Speed figures she put forth just two races before her last at this distance make Disco Evo a top contender, particularly as she is likely to go for the lead from the start. And the three horses inside of her in the gate have no early speed, so Disco Evo could get an easy lead and prove tough to catch. Intrepid Daydream has won nearly half of her 15 career starts, seven to be exact, including two at Laurel. One of those was the Maryland Millions Distaff in October at this seven for long distance, and she earned a strong 104 Echo Base speed figure in that race. Although Intrepid Day Deem finished fourth in her most recent race, it was a tougher race, a grade two stakes, and it was in Florida. So the change back to Laurel on the drop in class at this grade three level could be all Intrepid Daydream means needs to get back into the winner's circle. For the second spot on some exacta tickets and third spot on trifecta tickets, we should consider Apple Picker and Bluefeld. In the Barbara Fritchie race 8 at Laurel Post 402 Eastern, Saturday, February 17th, these three fillies I talked about first, Last Leaf, Disco Ebo, and Intrepid Daydream stand out against the rest. I think if you ran the race 100 times, all three went about 80% or a little more, and that makes their fair odds about 5-2. to two. So we should consider win bets on one or two of the three, Last Leaf, Disco Ebo, and Intrepid Daydream, the two or one that go off at the highest odds as long as 5-2 or two or more. If the opportunity presents itself to bet more than one horse, we should consider dutching the race, which means dutching the win bet, which means to prorate the wagers for the best value. It's a quite useful tool, and there's a free dutching tool at Amwager.com, which I use all the time, in which you enter the amount you want to win, and all the math is done for you, helping you gain the best edge possible when betting more than one horse to win. For the exact, I want to play a couple of exactas here. We want to box Last Leaf, Disco, Ebo, and Intrepid Daydream. Then we want to play Last Leaf, Disco, Ebo, Intrepid Daydream over Last Leaf, Disco, Ebo, Intrepid Daydream and add Apple Picker and Bluefield. Then we'll play some doubles with race 8 and 9. 
In race eight, we'll play the double of Last Leaf, Disco Ebo, and Intrepid Daydream. And in race nine, we're going to use Post Time, Nimitz Class, and Sevens Eleven. Moving on to race nine at Laurel on Saturday, February 17th, on this week's key races and bets. This has a post of 433, and it is the General George Stakes, a grade three stakes as well. The win contenders are Nimitz Class, Sevens Eleven, and Post Time. Just like the Barbara Fritchie Stakes, in this race, I'm starting with a horse I believe may be the highest odds near post time among a strong trio of contenders. And that's Nimitz class because in his last race, he finished 8th of 12 at 26 to 1. However, that race is pretty irrelevant when considering his chances to succeed here. That was the grade 1 Pegasus World Cup. Prior to that, he won 5 of 9 all stakes, including 2 at Laurel at this level. Nimitz class also changed barns and was offered 3 months before the Pegasus. Excellent trainer George Weaver took over his training in December and ships him in from Florida to the track where he's won four of seven and finished second in two of the other three. Jockey Toledo is up for five of the wins, five wins in a row last year, as a matter of fact, and gets back on board. And if Nimitz Class runs back to any of the races prior to the Pegasus, he can certainly win. Sevens 11 also loves Laurel with six wins and 12 starts. He's four for four at the seven furlong trip. He finished, finished second last month to likely heavy favorite post time in a restricted stakes. Before that, won three of four, all with crews in the saddle like today. With back-to-back 109 equity speed figures earned in November and December to run back to, 7-11 could certainly turn the tables on post time for reasons explained below. And if Nimitz class runs back to his best effort, we could see a heck of a stretch battle here. Post time is likely to be the prohibitive favorite, just as he was last month in the restricted Jennings stakes when set off at 3-5. to five. He dominated the win by 6, bringing his career record at Laurel to a perfect 5-5. Five for five. He's only lost once in 6 starts, and although his last effort yielded a 116 figure, that may be an outlier because before that he earned 103 figures twice in a row. As such, although post time is a contender to win, he's not the standout suggested by his low odds, and even though he must be used on double, pick three, and pick four tickets in this including this race, for win bets and exactas, both Nimitz Class and Sevens Eleven offer better value. Cowan should be considered for second on exacta tickets and third on trifecta tickets. He's finished first or second nearly half his twenty three races. Although he's a cut below, he's capable of rallying for a minor award. In the General George Stakes race eight at Laurel, race nine at Laurel. On Saturday, February 17th, post 433. For the win bets, all three contenders, Nimitz Class, 7-11 at post time, can be considered at 2-1 to one or more as they stand out against the others. But it's highly unlikely post time will only be anywhere near 2-1. to one. So I'm going to consider win bets on either or both Nimitz Class and 7-11 at 2-1 to one or more. If both Nimitz Class and 7-11 are above 2-1, to one, the free Dutch and Tool Land Wager will help us gain the best mathematical edge possible when making win bets. For the exacta, I want to play 7s, 11, and Nimitz class over. 7s, 11, Nimitz class, post time, and Cowan. Even though I think post time can win, I'm not going to use them on the win side because it's not to our advantage to cash a very low-priced exacta. So it's going to be 7s, 11, and Nimitz class over. 7s, 11, Nimitz class, post time, and Cowan. Moving on to the other great race on the, the day. This is down at Gulfstream. On Saturday, February 17th, it is the Royal Delta Stakes Race 11, post time 5.07. The top win contenders are Tizzy in the Sky, Yuki, and Opus 42. Tizzy in the Sky and Yuki both have good tactical speed. 
with the three horses inside of him in the gate having no desire to lead. They should break first and second, and it's unlikely they're going to battle and go too fast early. So I think both are going to have enough left to be around late stages. I'll give Tizzy in the Sky the slightest of preference as she comes back from two-month layoff and gets Irene Ortiz Jr. for Todd Fletcher. Ortiz Jr. rode her to her last win in October in New York, where she was eased up late after drawing off a nine-three-quarter lengths and earned a 105 Equibase speed figure. One month later, she nearly won the turn back the alarm stake to the 107 figure, missing by a neck on the wire to a very good horse at Interstate Daydream. Tizzy in the Sky has good recent workouts, actually exceptional, returning to a two-turn race off that runner-up effort in the one-turn grade three go for one gives her a big chance to return to winning form. Yuki is another tough competitor, having imported from South America last summer, then was stretching out to a route in her second U.S. start, winning two of three, including a stakes in September. She didn't finish in her most recent race in November, but she's been given three months off and is working well. The fact that she comes back in a stake means that her connections are very high on Yuki, and her South American figures of 102 and 104, if repeated, put her squarely in the hunt for a top spot if she runs back to those races, which seems possible. Opus 42 won her first start of the year five weeks ago at Tampa at this distance. It was the wayward last stakes, and she rallied strongly from fifth of sixth to get up near the wire. Danny Centeno comes over from Tampa to ride and has been aboard Opus 42 for all four of her career wins. She's likely to take up a stalking trip behind Tizzy in the Sky and Yuki, and if she runs back to her September effort at the distance with a 98 figure, Opus 42 could be right there at the wire, ending up in the exacta for the ninth time in her 12th career start at the least. In the Royal Delta Stakes, race 11 at Gulfstream, post time 5.07 on Saturday, February 17th, we should consider win bets on Tizzy in the Sky at 2-1, to one, and win bets on Yuki and Opus 42 at 5-2 to two or more. We might be betting two of these three if the odds are right, and if so, we should use a Dutching tool like the one in Amwager. For the exacta, I want to box Tizzy in the Sky, Yuki, and Opus 42. Don't forget, you can get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the aptly named Key Races and Bets blog. It's totally free. Go to amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Click on How to Bet and All Stars blog. While you're there, if you're not a member, look around. You'll be happy you did. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.